Let's welcome board right now, Logan Ryan uh, of the Giants. He joins us now. Hey, Logan, we appreciate the time this afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Congratulations on the new three-year contract on Christmas Day. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Very, very hard earned, but a lot of a lot of good people in my in my corner and uh, great organization, and uh, I'm excited to continue the partnership. Okay, Logan, give us some details here. So, like, who called you? How long had this been in the works, like, in terms of your people talking to the Giants? Flesh this out for us. Yeah, I mean, I've been um, – I got here, obviously, the first week of the season, and I was on the mission to uh, um, to prove myself, I thought, to the organization, to my teammates, to the National Football League, that I am this uh, player who takes a lot of pride in his work ethic, and and how I produce, and uh, I wanted to be one of the higher-paid players at my position. And obviously, I was I was moving to a new position of safety, and I wanted to prove that I could do that. And uh, really, along the way, I kind of proved a lot to myself. Really, just believing in myself and and, and feeling good about that, and um, helping this team. And I would say um, it didn't take too long. The, the Giants reached out and uh, asked me if I wanted to be there, and I said I did. And they reached out to my agent, Joel Siegel. Um, who I hired uh, before the season. We've done two deals together fairly quickly, and I think he's the best agent in the world. And they reached out, and it was a matter of weeks because I think they wanted me there. I wanted to be here. Um, they wanted to pay me uh, something I was comfortable at, and um, I feel like it, it worked for both sides. Obviously, a couple of weeks away from free agency, so they wanted to make sure I didn't, didn't entertain that, and I wasn't going to entertain it if the Giants were interested. So, honestly, it was just it was fair – Great negotiating on both sides. I think it's a good deal. And I told him, you know, I think another thing that I do really well that I haven't got the opportunity to do yet is recruit. Recruit players to play with. I play with a lot of players around the league. People know me as a straight-up guy, a, a team team player, great guy in the locker room. So I got a lot of friends around the league that love to play with me, and I got a lot of guys here that hope I could play with a little bit longer. So I'll be on my recruiting tail here um, <laughs> after our, our playoff run or whatever we have. So. Um, I'm looking forward to building building a Giants uh, organization. Logan, How many wide there... receivers do you have in your contract? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Logan, <laughs> we're is excited there... for you. Um, was you. there anything the Giants organization had to show you that led you to be comfortable to be here long term? Yeah, I mean, it was that call. It was that call in August of, uh, "Hey, you ready to go? You want to come in and be ready to go?" And I said, "Yeah, just." Um, you know, give me a reason to, and, and they they gave me a contract uh, for the time that was pretty good for as long as I waited to sign up. And um, honestly, it was just the belief in me throughout the year to plug me in, um, to allow me to lead, to allow me to be myself day in and day out. And really, everything that happened with my wife um, to support my family the way they did. Um, you know, throughout the uh, throughout my wife and I's um, lost child and everything like that. So really, just. It's just the people behind the scenes, right? The people that don't, that aren't the GM, that aren't the head coach. I love those guys, but um, it's also the, the staff workers, the people that help me and talk to me day in and day out. I'm a guy who spends a lot of time in the building, so I get to know everybody. And uh, it was, I told him, man, I played in this league for um, eight years, and it's a cutthroat league. It's a business, which, which we know pro sports is. It's entertainment. It's a business. And um, I've won Super Bowls. I've helped. Um, uh, some teams become contenders who weren't before. and um, But I felt like this year I felt a lot of appreciation. I felt a lot of appreciation from the organization. 
uh, for not only my play on the field, but just how I am as a person off the field and how I am every day. I feel like they appreciate my leadership and what I bring. I feel like I haven't always felt that in this league. You don't always get that. You get paid to do a job, but I feel like I do a lot more than just that. And I feel like they appreciate me for those things and rewarded me for those things. So I feel like that's something that the organization showed me. And I think in life, sometimes that's all you need for what you go out there and work hard for. You seem to be appreciated a little bit. No doubt about that, no matter what profession you're in, for sure. And it's clear that you're part of the solution here with this Giants turnaround. Forgive me, though, I do want to get into the recruiting. Like, can you really do that? Like, what do you, do you start that now with guys who you feel like would be a good fit with the Giants? Can you start texting a little like uh, what Draymond Green was doing to Kevin Durant, you know, that we found out to get him to come to Golden State? Like, can you really – do you think you can really influence this roster? Um, look, I don't want to overhype it or anything like that. Um to, to some degree, like I know in Tennessee, when when I went down there, um, Dion Lewis, who I played with since high school, um, came down there and he had said, "Hey, how is it? How's the?" Um, you know, a part of the reason why I went to Tennessee was the McCordy twins, right? I have a, a really close McCordy twins. They hosted me on my recruiting visit to Rutgers. We went to college together. I played with Devin for um, four years in New England. Won two Super Bowls. One of my best friends in life. Um, true older brother to me and um I, I i'm a free agent tennessee is a possible landing spot i call up jason mccordy who's been there for seven eight years said hey jason how's tennessee i've never been to the south lived in the south like is it too slow for me where my wife where would we live what neighborhoods do i look at what some houses i would look at he would give me those type of things cause i'm moving my family as well you know and he would say no you're great um you would love it here it's blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Now, I end up signing at Tennessee, and they end up releasing Jason McCourty and giving me his locker, so we didn't know that was going to happen. That's the National Football League for you. But he really gave me a lot of comfort to just tell me what the area was like. So for the Giants or whatever, there's a lot of guys I played with. When you play eight years, you probably played against everybody. You probably played with half the league, the amount of roster turnover. So there's a lot of guys that ask me a lot of things in the offseason about advice, places to play, scheme. What's this like? What's that like? What's this coach like? X, Y, Z. And I'm an open book normally with that stuff, and I obviously want the best players around me. It makes makes the job um, always easier. But the one problem I have with open recruiting like that, especially this early, is you're saying you have issues on your own team. And when you yeah. mentioned the receivers jokingly, like I like our receivers. I, I truly like Shep and Slate and those guys. Like Those guys are tough covers. Those guys get open. And um, I don't want to sit here and say, hey, we need this position, because what is that saying with the guy I go go with every single day? You know, that's the difference between the NBA and the NFL. We're, we're, we're much more of a true team sport, much more of you need all 11 guys operating on a certain level to perhaps to have the play even work. You know, it's not as ball dominant as the NBA. So um, I, I, if the team is close on a guy and the team identified somebody they may want or like or a position of need, then I'd definitely put a call in and help that guy out or help uh, help the team out in that area. But to go out there and openly wave my arm and say we need help at this position, like a Mel Kiper or something, <laughs> yeah, I don't I do not do that because that's just disrespecting some of the guys I go to work with every day. You know, Logan, Sunday you got a challenge in, Cal- in Dallas. I want to look back at the Baltimore challenge. What, what went wrong defensively against the Ravens? Yeah, um, look, the last couple of weeks <clears throat> I think we've played some physical opponents. I think we're up for the challenge physically. I think we're up for the challenge emotionally. I think um, guys' preparation, we're working hard. The execution isn't good enough to win the games. And we're playing good teams, playoff caliber teams. 
and we haven't been executing like a playoff caliber team. And and uh, we need to. And the beauty of the beauty of the NFL and of our sport in this year, 2020, is that we still got a chance. Uh, we got a chance in this division. We still got a chance to get in the dance, and that's all you need. It's any given Sunday. So we we're we're, we're blessed and grateful for the opportunity that we have. And to speak your answer the question about Baltimore, I played Baltimore multiple times in, in my career, and with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. He's one of the best runners in the league, regardless of position, with the ball in his hand. And if you don't get Baltimore off rhythm, if you don't get an early lead on Baltimore, if you don't create the turnovers um, needed or hold them to three points in the red area instead of seven, then you're going to get behind the scoreboard and allow them to run the ball as often as they do, as, as, as versatile as they are with their playbook and running it with a running quarterback. Um, they're going to get their average, and they average 250 yards rushing. And you're not going to hold Baltimore to 40 yards rushing. It's not happening. They're too talented. They have too many different schemes. They're too committed to running it. The way you beat Baltimore is by holding the field goals in the red area and by creating turnovers, giving your offense extra possessions. And then if you play from a lead, you force them to be into a throwing offense, which they're not built to do. But if you're not playing from ahead, they can run every, run it every which way they will. They'll run it three times, four times in a row, maybe a little two four-yard pass to get a first down, and they're moving the sticks, and they're going to get their average of 200-plus yards rushing, which is which is tough. It's physical, but it was a physical game on both sides. We didn't win the game. Uh, we didn't execute well enough early in the game, but we fought to the end. We got that goal line stand at the end, and uh, we got a lot of fighters in this end, and I think we're really excited um, for this opportunity we have coming ahead. Logan Ryan is our guest. Yeah, and you recovered that botched handoff at the goal line uh, late in the game against the Ravens. And honestly, Logan, when you guys are on that four-game winning streak, like the defense was creating a lot of turnovers. On the three-game losing streak, not as much. Is there a reason for that, or is it something you guys have noticed that maybe you are making a point of emphasis going into the Dallas game? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think teams have done a good job of – you know, it's easy to say. I think teams have done a really good job of not exposing the ball. I can't tell you one ball we've had thrown over our head the last uh, two games. I don't even think Arizona threw the ball over our head, right? It's been very short, controlled passing, um, moving the chains efficiently. And uh, NFL, we have a saying, make them snap it again. If you make offense snap it again and continue to snap it again, something bad's going to happen. They're going to throw an interception. There's going to be a tip ball. There's going to be a sack. They're going to muff a handoff, right? Just keep making them snap again. Don't give them the big explosive plays. Well, I think we've done a good job of taking away the big explosive plays, but Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson were extremely efficient. Not too, not too risky throws, very safe with the ball, not forcing it into tight windows, picking their matchups really smart, and they've been really efficient. They've been executing. And at the end of the day, no matter how it goes in the NFL, if you hold people to field goals, as I keep talking about, and the score is six to nothing, nine to six, as opposed to twenty-one-six. That's you don't want to give up touchdowns in the red area. And honestly, our red area defense has not been executed high enough, me included, the last couple of weeks. And I think if we just if that is that is something that needs to be cleaned up if we want to make it to the playoffs, we want to make a playoff run. And you can play bad defense and hold people to three points, and it's three points as opposed to seven. So. I think our red area defense, and I think quarterbacks saying, hey, they have a pretty good defense. They have some pretty good guys in the back end. The back end. Let's not test it too deep. Let's just try to keep securing the ball and time of possession, everything they've been kind of beating us in. 
um, we got to go go out there and find a force force the turnovers and stop waiting waiting for them to come to us. Logan, what's the vibe confidence level on the uh, around the team after losing three in a row? I mean, the same confidence it was when we were one and seven. Then we won four in a row. That's the beauty of it. I mean, you don't stop. I remember I did the press conference after the last game, and they were, you know, I love the media, man. They gave me an award. You know, they gave me the good guy award. I'll take it. You know, I answer the questions. I love my guys in the media. I stand up there every day. I answer it when it's good. I answer it when it's bad. I try to be honest with you guys. And I understand what comes with the territory. I understand what comes with the position and the type of player that I am. And I'm comfortable. Um, but this is why I keep my head up high. This is why I tell the guys keep believing, keep fighting. Because regardless, no matter how this season went, no matter what last game was, we have an opportunity to possibly be in the playoffs if we win on Sunday. And that's all that matters in this league. It's such a short season. They're one-shot games. There's no series here. We're not playing best of seven. We got one game on Sunday to get it right. And if we do that, then who knows? You know what I'm saying? So I think our confidence is what it is. One thing about this team is that we've been through some losing streaks. We've had some winning streaks. We've been through some highs, some lows. But we even said when I did this radio show and we were one and seven, lost five straight, that, hey, man, we're still fighting. Our heads are high. We're still working through it. This isn't a locker room who's split. It's not a locker room who's splintered. We're tested. We've been tested all year. So it's not um, – for whatever reason, it's not not new to us that we lost a couple, but at the same time, we understand what one game can bring and what one game to, can lead to. And I still got my head up high, and if I'm a leader, I'm going to be leading from the front and um, go out there and do everything I can to wreak havoc on Dallas. Logan Ryan is our guest. Let's talk about Dallas for a moment because first things first, if this playoff scenario is going to work out in the Giants' favor, guys got to beat Dallas. That's that's first and foremost, and that's what's sitting in front of you. That's what you guys can control. And, you know, the last game against Dallas was, uh, uh, you know, a lot of mistakes, penalties, and obviously the Dak Prescott injury, Logan, and that was you making the tackle on the play. I mean, do you still think about that when you're involved? And in, it wasn't your fault, like, at all. You just happened to be the guy who was tackling Prescott when he was out of the pocket and running. But do you still think about that moment? I can't say I think about it day to day, but I definitely feel I feel for him. Um, I, I spoke about that a lot, candidly, reached out to Dak, got his number, sent him some stuff. Um, and I think he's a really, really good quarterback. I mean, I, I kind of played him a couple of years, and I think he's grown up in the league. And he, and I'm excited to play against him if he's in NFCs for years to come. And I, I wish him a, a speedy recovery because he, he's done it the right way. He's bet on himself every year like I have in my career in terms of contractually, of, of betting on yourself and putting the work in and, and taking the shorter deals at times to, to hopefully, you know, cash in and, um, and I, I, I think that's why players respect him so much of, of what he's going through and stuff like that. Um, but it was a routine play. It was football, man. He's trying to make a move. I'm trying to tackle, and that's his freak injuries. And if you play the game long enough, I've seen that injury a couple of times. It's pretty nasty looking, but, you know, you can make a full recovery from that, and I have no doubt that he will. And um, So no, no ill will there. It's just I think the history of Dallas and, and uh, the Giants is, is pretty historic, and I think it's going to be a special special game Sunday night, and um, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, it's going to be a or fun Sunday one. Sunday afternoon, what, yeah. Yeah, um, what about Dalton? The challenge is now, it's a Cowboy team that's found themselves offensively here, Logan, with their three big wide receivers, Zeke healthier off that calf injury. What about now facing this Cowboy offense that's rounded into form last month of the year? Yeah, I mean, they were scoring a lot of points at the beginning of the year when we played them. 
Um, they were one of the top NFL offenses in the beginning of the year. Um, and then obviously Dak got hurt and it took them some time to adjust and back, back up there. Um, yeah, no, they were a really good skill group. Obviously the receivers, the running back. Uh, I think, I think Dalton does a good job of, um, figuring out where to go with the ball and taking care of it. Like we talk about, he's not throwing, uh, having a lot of turnovers, not making a lot of coffee mistakes. He's, he's moving the ball efficiently. I think he's good in two minutes. Um, I just think he's a veteran, uh, been around a league a while and, and it's been pretty, pretty successful, um, as a player in the league. So a lot of respect for him. He's not as mobile as we've been dealing with lately. He's not, you know, Kyler Murray in a sense to be able to extend plays, Lamar Jackson. I think it gives our pass rush an opportunity to get him. And I think it allows us to do what we do best, which is disguise our coverage, make them hold the ball a little bit longer, give our chance, give our pass rush a chance and have that rushing coverage be married up. So. I think we're excited because he's more of a traditional quarterback and we've been playing some exotic offenses here. I mean, there's nothing we learned from the Baltimore game that can really help us for the Dallas game. The offenses are way too different. So we have the ability to, to adapt and um, to different offenses, but this is more traditional. It's more what we see every day in practice. So I think guys will be up for the challenge, and I think I can really have an impact on um, affecting the quarterback with – what I do, which is my pre-snap stuff, what I do before the snap, and what I do during. So I think um, I'm putting a lot on my shoulders to to do my part uh, in this game, and I'll be ready to go. Logan, last one for me. Let's circle back around to the contract because, uh, again, congratulations. You get it on Christmas, which had to be a nice little cherry on top. But it's got to be a little different when you sign a big contract like that when you're almost 30 years old as opposed to, like, when you're in your early 20s. So do you allow yourself, like, the big purchase or something fun, or are you so seasoned? I know you've made money in your career before, but this is a nice little boost. Do you allow yourself to get reckless a little bit and spend a little, or are you, are you uh, like, over that? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, the way they, the way they space out these signing bonuses nowadays, you know, it's like, I get this big bonus, but like, they like space it out like a little bit every couple months, you know, so they sprinkle out the fun a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, so I can't, well, people have I mean, to know you're good for it, it at this point. You know, people say the best thing about me is I remember what life was like before I had money. So to me, uh, it just keeps allowing me to, to do what I need to do and, and spend on my family when needed. I think the biggest thing, the most important thing that I wanted this contract to be um, was eight figures. First of all, I felt like when you're in that 10 plus million dollar mark in this league, that means you're, you're a key part of the franchise. Um, only a certain select few guys on defense, you probably could know, um, get that and only select few guys on offense, the quarterback and maybe a O lineman or two and a skill player or two, you know, they get that. I feel like a lot, a lot comes with those type of, salaries you're, you're expected to make game-changing plays you're expected to win games you're expected to talk to the media before and after the game i mean you're a franchise piece and i needed i wanted to be in that category because i have been for most of my career is important for me to be that and secondly it amounts to the largest contract in my career and you know just having my third fourth deal in my career be my largest one is just to me it just shows that i can keep putting in work and keep keep improving and keep getting better and especially moving to a new position, I have so much growth at it. I have so much growth at this safety spot. I've played football for a lot of years, and I've never played a full season at safety having just the vision. Um, you know, it's like basketball going from small forward to power forward. It's just a different a, a different feel to the game, a different way I watch film, a different person I'm supposed to impact. Um, normally I'll be seeing how to cover C.D. Lamb and looking 
at every single step he takes. And now it's like I'm now watching Andy Dalton and seeing every single step he takes and what he's looking at, how can I impact the quarterback more. So I just really wanted to have my this contract be the biggest one and be a testament of, you know, hard work and that age is a little overrated in that sense. And as long as I can still keep producing, I can keep going at, at a high level. So that's what it was. But to have the fun question about am I splash purchasing anything, uh, I think my wife has like a Disney trip plan. I didn't make oh, the problem, so I think we're just going to – we're going to pay to go to Disney instead. Oh, nice. Love Disney. It's fantastic. Well, Logan, congrats on the new deal. Well-deserved. Good luck Sunday against the Cowboys. Go get it, and uh, happy new year to you and your family, all right? All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, you Logan. got it.